here tonight with heavy hearts at the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But we should draw inspiration from her life, her struggles, and her fight for us. For those of you who are too young to remember, if you enjoy the ability to work in an environment without worrying about being legally discriminated against, you must thank Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If you have the ability to earn a wage and not worry about whether or not that is going to be taken from you, you must thank Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And our ability to control our bodies, when and where, and with whom we decide to have children, you must thank Ruth Bader Ginsburg. moments is when I looked at Barack Obama in the eye and I said, Mr. President, you will not fill this Supreme Court vacancy. Oh, and there you have it, folks. Um, this is Gary Jones, host of The Uninvited. Thank you for joining us. However you find, found us, wherever you found us, I'm really glad you did. Do me a favor, will you? If you could, please uh, subscribe and rate us and review us. We don't want you missing one of these uh, fine shows. And uh, if you do give us a rating, if you could give us a five-star rating, five-star rating feels a whole lot like love, and the four-star rating feels like the friend zone. And I think right now, we could all use a little bit of love right now. So it's uninvited, and this is very much an unscripted show. I don't know about you, I've been a little out of sorts these past couple of days, and if to be honest, really the past week or so, we have not put out a show in a week. Last week, I, I, I wish I could tell you that I had a great excuse or reason. Don't really need an excuse, but more of a reason. And I, and I don't. I I got carried away watching football on on Sunday. And if you are if for those of you who have been listening to the show from the beginning, know that in the beginning on the second episode I had some technical issues. It was the 4th of July episode. And I had to re-record the episode. That's not what happened <laughs> uh, this this last week on Monday. Recorded the show without a hitch. It just wasn't, it didn't feel good. And the reason why it didn't feel good was that, you know, I don't want to talk about the 45th president right now. And that was Monday. But just to give you a synopsis of what I was going to talk about, and at some point I'll put out the episode. I was going to talk about Bob Woodward's new book, which I have not read. I don't know. Have you read it? Have you read excerpts from it? I'm really curious to, if for those of you who are reading it or have read it, I would love your take. Don't worry about spoiler alerts. I'm not sure if I am going to read it. 
hit me up at the uninvited podcast on Instagram. I should probably go and get a Twitter handle for for the show now that we are we're actually doing doing the show like for real for real. This is episode 21. Now that we're doing the show for real for real, probably should get a Twitter handle, maybe even a landing page. Well, I do. I I should I should know and I I don't talk about this enough. I do use Anchor FM. This is not really well it is. It is a it is an ad. I'm not it's it's an unpaid ad uh for for Anchor FM. Anchor FM makes podcasting really easy. And if you're like me who has been, you know, sitting on an idea or just like to hear themselves talk or even better actually love having conversations with interesting people and you want to record them anchor fm makes it really easy so it's just like just like what it sounds like anchor fm it may actually be anchor.fm i'm not really sure but however you want to record your 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 episodes like for instance uh, my best friend um date m he and i record very rather infrequently but when we do we record our uh trailblazing podcast we do it over zoom and zoom lets you download a file and then we ultimately publish through anchor fm i'm using GarageBand right now using GarageBand rather poorly by the way so as you know i started off using audible uh then i bought and then i had the incident on July 4th made a a sound purchase made a, a per, I bought an uh, a MacBook Pro I love MacBook by the way I'm not sure how I ever went this long on a PC but now that I'm on a Mac you know what they say once you go Mac so yeah so yeah, it was it, it was it was just I, I was tired of, of having the conversation about uh, the president did not want to publish anything talking more about the the silliness of COVID. There are some really good sound bites that I captured, though. I'm going to share it. But yeah, enough about that. What I want to do right now before we go in and, and and talk about. I don't even like I said, I don't have a script. Just know it's. It's going to involve uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. May she rest in power. I do want to encourage you, though. If I can do a podcast, anybody can do a podcast. I want to encourage you to, and I think this is actually a really good segue into a conversation around Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I want to encourage you to... I don't want to say find your voice because I, I believe that most of you, most of us, we know what our voice is. And I want to encourage you to give voice to yourself. And no matter what it is that you want to talk about, no matter what ideas you want to get out there, start a podcast. And for those of you who maybe don't like talking, but maybe you're a really, really good writer. Start a blog. And I know there are some of us who are out here who are like, oh gosh, that's great. That's all we need is another podcast. That's all we need 
is another blog. What we do need is your voice. And it certainly feels like it certainly feels like certainly over the past couple of days that we lost our voice on 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 the Supreme Court. For me, I feel like I've lost my voice now, not only with Justice Ginsburg, but with Congressman Lewis, with Chadwick Bozeman, with Breonna Taylor, with George Floyd Amad Aubrey, with you know, just with all of the losses, all of the losses for 2020, it certainly feels like our voice is gone. Like who, who is, especially when you, and it doesn't, it just doesn't make it easy. Sometimes I'm, I'm all right, I'm going to say something and I don't want you all to take it the wrong way. But I'm going to say it anyway. Sometimes it makes it more difficult for me when I hear First Lady Obama, when she spoke at the Democratic National Convention. It makes it difficult when I hear President Barack Obama speaking at the Democratic National Convention. It makes it difficult for me when I hear Secretary Hillary Clinton speaking at the Democratic National Convention. It makes it difficult because these people represent, in my view, now this is, now firstly, Obama is not a politician. And so you you you, you do have to keep politicians at somewhat of a, of a safe distance and and not attaching your hopes and aspirations to a politician. I, I would highly recommend that we never do that. And at the same time, seeing them and hearing them in the moment that we're in now, knowing that they are not in a position to guide this country, it hurts. And I would almost rather them not. And I know that sounds crazy because what it does is it gives me hope. It gives me hope. And in 2020, like I said, this is unscripted. So I'm just talking. I'm rambling, as it were. So thank you for stick, sticking with me thus far. And hey, if, you've, if you're jumping off, thank you for, thank you for being here. But I will say that it hurts to see them, and I would almost rather not see them because there is so much despair that hope seems like a cruel joke. It seems rather cruel to see the person who garnered 65 million votes who won the popular vote by more than 3 million votes, who had an election stolen from her, it hurts to hear her just talk so intelligently and eloquently and 
and with empathy around the things that are happening, knowing, knowing that she was robbed. This is all right. I'm sorry if this is a if this is a spoiler. I'm giving a spoiler alert now. Can we? She was robbed, and can we all listen? I get it. I have friends. I know people who are Trump supporters. They voted for the president. They support the president. But can we stop pretending, please? Can we stop pretending that the election was not stolen? And and when I say stolen, I'm not actually just talking about Russia. And in fact, I'm mostly not talking about Russia. Here's, here's the thing, folks. Major countries always interfere in the national elections of other nation states. That happens. We've done it and we continue to do it. So I, I do believe it's disingenuous for, for us who wanted to see Secretary Clinton as, as the 45th president of the United States. I do think it's just disingenuous for us to be like, oh, it's because of Russia. Mm. Russia exploited the racist policies, uh, the voter ID policies that exist. And so that the real the real theft, the real theft of the American democracy has been happening at the state and local level since Bill Clinton was president. So really, we're going on about almost 30 years. And that's, I guess, I've stumbled onto uh, a point. Which is, we are now, and especially, we were already there, but especially now with the passing of, of Justice Ginsburg. We are now at probably the most pivotal point, most fragile point in our nation's history, probably since the Cuban Missile Crisis, which posed, I believe, the largest existential threat to our democracy since the Civil War. We are there now. And with Justice Ginsburg's passing, there is a strong likelihood that the current Senate majority with this president will look to fill this vacancy, even though it was something that we've never done as cited by our own Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. My apologies to those of you in the Commonwealth of Kentucky and my encouragement to those of you in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Look, Amy McGrath, not my first choice. I feel like she is a Republican in Democrat clothing. But who am I to talk? Here in Kansas, Barbara, Dr. Barbara Boulier is going up against Roger Marshall. Uh, Nate Silver does not see Kansas really being in play. Uh, Nate Silver, 
538, the the political analysis stuff. They don't really see the Kansas seat in play. Those of us who are in this area, we need to, and this is this is me talking to myself as well. We need to get on. We need to help Dr. Boulier in any way we can. Anything, because this is the work. So, this is generational now. So we may not. The reality is, is that we probably will not be able to stop the GOP from doing GOP things. They don't have. There's no backbone in the Senate anymore. They are all Trump lapdogs. They are weak and they're pretty pathetic. And that's not, I mean, that's, that's just observational. Um, but take it, take it for what it's worth. But what, what our work is now, so I'm 50. So I'm recognizing now that for the next 20 to 25 years, the work for me is working to make sure that we stack the courts at every single level and that we are voting for we are we are we are like laser focused on state rep seats but also like all of the just really digging into uh, how how the sausage gets made at the local and state level. And I'm, I'm putting my cards on the table. I am a Democrat. I bleed blue. And for the, for me, the work of the next 25 years is make sure every Democrat gets elected to every seat. Doesn't matter what they're running for. School board, county commission, dog catcher, coroner, doesn't matter. Because right now, what we're seeing, and we'll see, the Senate, the Senate's going to reveal itself and reveal where the GOP that is unrecognizable to real Republicans. And I'm just laying the gauntlet right now. There's a difference between being a Republican and a Trump supporter. There's a real difference. And my again, my apologies. To those of you in South Carolina, my apologies also to to those who have been lifelong Republicans with whom I have vehemently disagreed with, but respected. For those of you who could look at your party and go, even even when the GOP was in the minority, you could look at and say, hey, we've got we've got John McCain and Lindsey Graham, those two guys together are really going to weather the storm and and help America be better. To see that Lindsey Graham has completely turned on his friend, uh, John McCain, may he also rest in power. To see what Republican leadership has been reduced to. To see Mitch McConnell. I, I mean, he's a shadow of the man that we thought he was. Lindsey Graham, come on. South Carolina South Carolinians vote Democrat. Get people registered, get people mobilized, get them get them going. But this is a generational fight now. And I think that 
Justice Ginsburg would not want for us to mourn her, which we certainly are doing. I, at least I am. I would, I would also suffice it to say Justice Ginsburg probably would have no interest in us celebrating her. That does not appear to be what she was about or why she did what she did. And she did a lot. I didn't realize this. I didn't realize that as an attorney, she argued six cases before the Supreme Court. She won five. She's five and one. Do you realize how, how the kind of lawyer you have to be to even argue a case to the Supreme Court? That puts you, I'm not a lawyer, so any of my lawyer friends can, can check me on this because you know by now that I'm given to hyperbole. That you're, you're in the top tenth of one percent of attorneys. Probably not even top tenth. You are probably in the top thousandth or ten thousandth of attorneys. If you are even arguing a case, a case, one, singular, whether you win or lose, she's argued six and she won five. And so you heard Lori Lightfoot. That was, uh, for those of you who didn't know, I'm sorry. I did. Uh, that was Mayor Lori Lightfoot of uh, the city of Chicago. Uh, shout out. Shout out to the city of Chicago. Uh, apparently, being in Missouri, I can't go to Chicago right now. We're on the, we're on the banned cities list. Or if we go, we have to do a, a quarantine for, for 14 days. But you heard what Lori Lightfoot was saying. Right, right. You know, I'm sorry. I caught myself when I when I was saying Lori Lightfoot. I then started thinking about Lori Laughlin from Full House. What what kind of you know, talk about talk about top one thousandth or ten thousandth of lawyers? Her lawyer. I don't know who she is or he is, who her, who who Laughlin's attorney is. But when you're when you're able to negotiate which prison to go to, have you ever heard of such a thing? Well, well, which prison would you like to go to? It's almost like like she was picking out a timeshare. Like, hey, do you want a a timeshare in the Bahamas or you know Las Vegas? Las Vegas, always fun this time of year. I, I mean, I don't under, I don't understand that. How does that happen? So whoever that lawyer is probably should be in the pool of Supreme Court justices. And I'm sure, I'm sure, what's the, what's the person on, on Fox News, the, the crazy person that um, uh, Celia Strong does on, on SNL? You know, you know the one I'm talking about? I feel like, I feel like Trump is going to, to nominate someone like that or Tom go pick cotton but they are they're 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 looking they're looking for 
really for someone who's going to be on the court for the next 25 years, which is why I'm saying that for the next 25 years, we are in for some serious work. And it is time for us to get strategic and tactical. And I'm talking to myself here because it would it would have been easier like the 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 preferred route was let's take over the white house let's take over the senate and perhaps we will you know we'll be able to find you know justice ginsburg's replacement and maybe you know one other one other person well that's not going to happen though we are not going to have the supreme court and the president and the Senate will, they will put forward someone and they will vote on someone. It may not be before the election, but it will certainly be before the inauguration. And despite the fact that it's not custom to do that so close to an election, it is within their right in their purview to, to do so. And so I'm, I'm not going to, I am not going to begrudge them for that. The lesson here, and I think the lesson that Justice Ginsburg would want us to take is that elections have consequences. Your vote matters. In in this case, our vote, which is why it why I've talked about why it is so difficult to see Secretary Clinton not being addressed as Madam President is because the election of 2016 now has generational generational consequences so you know one of the things and i i, I did some, just some cursory research on on ruth bader ginsburg and essentially her calling her calling really was centered around the 14th amendment and the 14th Amendment basically is the, I would consider the, the anti-discrimination um, amendment in the Constitution. Basically, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protections of the law, equal protection of the laws, excuse me. So did you know that before Justice Ginsburg, Ginsburg then uh, attorney Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that before she won that case, women couldn't settle their own business affairs? They had to get their husband's permission to take out a, a loan to buy a house hell even to set up wills i mean that was that was reality and i i am concerned that with this supreme court with the composition that it will likely have unless unless something miraculous happens well, let me take that back. It could, the miraculous thing would be that the GOP Senate leadership grows a conscience. We already know that's not going to happen. The other thing 
that can happen is that we collectively start putting pressure on GOP senators who are vulnerable. Uh, Cory Gardner in Colorado, very vulnerable. The guy out of, uh, out of North Carolina, what's his name? Tillis. Susan Collins. Oh, Susan Collins. This is going to be a shocker to some of you. Susan Collins came out and said basically that she is deeply troubled at, at the prospect of, of selecting a Supreme Court justice during the election and that we should wait for the next president to do that. She is in a dogfight in Maine. And my recommendation, y'all, is if you're done with her being deeply troubled, send some money to her opponent. I should have the names of all of the opponents up, and I don't. My apologies. But Colorado's in play. North Carolina's in play. Maine is in play. Not quite in play, uh, but it wouldn't change her mind. Senator Ernst in Iowa. Senator Ernst is going to win that seat. I think, I think what we need to do, though, collectively, is to pressure her and the senior senator, Chuck Schumer. Oh, oh, dear God. Um, not Chuck Schumer. Why did I? Why did I say that? Chuck Grassley. Ooh. Ooh, that's a faux pas. I get a fine. Shout out. Speaking of fines, um, shout out uh, to my homie, my brother, Georgie McFarley. Uh, turned a big 4-7 yesterday. Shout out to Talisa Lucanati Milano. She also, I don't know. I, T, I, I don't know. I don't know how old T is right now. But yeah. Uh, they both had birthdays, two of my favorite people on the planet, yesterday. Um, but yeah, I get a fine. I get a fine for for confusing <laughs> Chuck Schumer with with Charles Charles Grassley. But we need we do need Senator Grassley. And Senator Grassley is is one of those old school. He's kind of a Bob Dole Republican, like really like about the country, about America, and. I'm really hoping, but, but we can't just hope. We actually have to put pressure. We have to put pressure on their donors. We have to put pressure on them. We have to put pressure on everyone within their sphere of influence. If, if we don't want to spend the next 25 years not having an America for anybody other than white people. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. So, I, I, yeah, I took it there. If we believe that America is more, is more than about just being a country for white people, then we are going to have to do everything necessary between now and November 3rd and through the inauguration to ensure that that seat does not get filled and... Oh, oh, and there's the other thing too that you actually have to, we actually have to 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 flip the Senate and we have to win the White House. We have to do all three of those things. We have to put pressure 
on on those hooks and how you put pressure how you put pressure is by affecting the money and what i mean by affecting the money is that we need to to give to the, so those senate those senate seats those gop senators who are who are in hot water the way you put pressure is to flood their opponents with cash because they listen to cash they listen to the money and they also look at the change in the voter landscape. So are they seeing in districts that they've won in the past, are they beginning to see increases in voter registration? Are they seeing increases in mail-in ballots? Are they seeing increases in absentee ballots, right? Because you start messing with their money and you start affecting the vote count. That's where the pressure is going to come. I'm going to say this out of love. Don't sign any more petitions. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't pay attention to those. This might shock you. They don't. Now, if you're signing the petition and you're giving money to their opponent's campaign and you're getting people registered to vote, you're getting them mobilized to vote, that will do it. That will do it. The... I don't even, you know, whatever the, the progressive, um, vehicle, I don't, I don't even know. There's like act blue, which I, I give to a lot of prog progressive candidates through act blue, but you know, the, the ones that, that, that send you the email, Hey, sign this petition and ask them not to do the thing. No one cares about those. Don't waste your time on that. I'm, and I'm, I'm just telling you out of love. Don't, don't waste any more time on any of that stuff. And I think the vigils are fantastic, honoring the life of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But I'm pretty sure she would say, I would rather, I would rather you be doing something, giving of your time, giving of your money to ensure that we can keep the democracy that so desperately needs to be improved upon. But at least it would exist. So... Let's do that. Let's do that instead, shall we? Let's get to work. That's how we're gonna actually gonna honor Justice Ginsburg. And you know, I you know, I I it's hard for me to separate Justice Ginsburg and John Lewis. Those two, when I think about the judicial branch that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is was the heart and soul of the Supreme Court and John Lewis to me was the heart and soul of the legislative branch branch excuse me and we have a, a huge just hole in the White House it's like a vortex it just sucks all the good out of everything but so to lose those two feels like the losing of our voice, but in that, in their loss, <clears throat> in their departure on home after, after, a, you know, a, a race well run, it's now time for us to step into our calling to the work, our vocation, whatever you want to call it and to save, save the democracy. So we're, 40, I believe, what are we, 43 days, 44 days 
I believe we might be 44 days out uh, before the before the 2020 election. So I'm going to be the broken record again. Please make sure you're eligible to vote. Please make sure you're registered to vote. And please, please, please make a plan. And make a plan, just like uh, Pearl Jam has issued a challenge. Not only like should you have a plan, but have a plan that includes at least three others, helping them get registered, helping them develop a plan to vote. Please go to your Secretary of State's office for your respective state to find out what the rules are. Or you, know, you can even make it easier and contact your local election board and to see what the rules are with, with regards to absentee voting, mail-in voting, and in-person voting. Um, do Yeah, this is, this is go time now, folks. This is go time. Because where we're at now, those people who are poised and ready to take over the Supreme Court have been working towards this for almost 30 years. Not hyperbole. That's not hyperbole. That's fact. That's documented fact. Okay? So, in that same way, we are going to have to commit not only ourselves for the short term, but for the generational term. It's a generational lift. Knowing that there will be times where you're all in, knowing that there will be times that you have to step away, but this is the fight. And we didn't choose this fight. The fight chose us, but here we are. So let's mourn. Let's complete our mourning of Justice Ginsburg. I, I would highly recommend that we spend maybe more time celebrating her life, celebrating her fight, and embracing that fight. Let's do that. And let's, let's go out. Let's go forth and kick some ass. Because I got to tell you, Going, out, I would rather get my ass kicked knowing that I kicked my fair share of ass than getting my ass kicked because I wouldn't fight back. Those are the choices. Are you going to fight or are you going to not? That's the choice. And if you're not going to fight, more power to you. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't want anything to do with you right now. I, I don't have time. We don't have time for that. But for those of you who are ready to fight, or even if you're not ready, but you know that you've got to be in it and you want to find a way to get in the fight, because I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't know exactly how, how to fight in this kind of fight. I've, I've, I've had other fights, but this is knockdown, drag out. So I'm going to be learning right there with you. But if you're if you're in that camp, let's lock arms. Let's lock arms and do it together. Win lose win or lose. Let's let's do this. Let's do this together. All right, y'all. I am I am so glad to be back. It was it's been it's been tough like finding finding, you know, my footing especially over these past couple of days just like you. You know, some of you on top of, again, I, I know we're a couple weeks in, but I just, I just want to commend each and every one of you. And those of you, especially who are raising school age youth, running a homeschool, trying to run a family and trying to do your job 
and hold hold your shit together as best as you can. I tip my cap to you. And keep fighting. We're going to keep fighting. And when you can't fight, we'll fight for you. How about that? How about that? If you can't fight, we'll keep fighting for you until you can. Until you can join the fight. How about that? All right, y'all. I'm out of here. I miss you all. I, I wish you all well. And just keep the faith. Keep the faith. And I'm going to catch y'all on the next episode of The Uninvited. Peace. I found this letter in the drawer next to Marty's bed in the hospital. And it reads, My dearest Ruth, you are the only person I have loved in my life. Setting aside a bit parents and kids and their kids. And I have admired and loved you almost since the day we first met at Cornell some 56 years ago. Who is wrong about 56? It was nearly 60 years. What a treat it has been to watch you progress to the very top of the legal world. I will be in Johns Hopkins Medical Center until Friday, June 25th, I believe. And between then and now, I shall think hard on my remaining health and life. And consider on balance, the time has come for me to toughen out or to take leave of life because the loss of quality now simply overwhelms. I hope you will support where I come out, but I understand you may not. I will not love you a job less. When I became a Supreme Court Justice, there were six women in the Senate, now there are 20. I was the second woman on the Supreme Court, and when Justice O'Connor left, I was all alone. Now I have two colleagues, Justice Sonia Sotomayor and Justice Elena Kagan. People ask me, well, when do you think there will be enough? I say, well, when there are nine, and people are aghast. We've had nine men for most of the country's history. And no one thought that that was, there was anything wrong with that.